0: While the progress hasn't been as quick as many would have liked, women do continue to make their mark in the business world, and the impact they have professionally may influence their personal financial decisions as well.
1: By 2018, one in three new jobs in the U.S. will be generated by a female-owned business, which is really cool uh, when we're talking about being more creative and adapting to uh, you know, modern technology and other advancements and the, the way it used to be doesn't necessarily mean it's the way it's going to have to be. Hello and welcome to Management
0: Decisions on LJN Radio. I'm your host Tim Muma and with us for this edition is Chuck Conrad, Senior Financial Planner for Zarka Financial. He's going to give us all the lowdown on how women specifically can thrive in retirement and he'll explain the challenges they face as well as the strategies that can help them succeed. Chuck, thank you once again for joining us.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Now, of course, we've had a lot of conversations with a number of you over there at Zarka Financial, and this one's a little bit more niche or niche, depending on how you like to pronounce that word. It's a very interesting one and one that maybe a lot of people don't think of until they're in that moment, and that's the thought process of thriving in retirement if you happen to be a single woman. I guess right off the bat, the first question that pops to mind is, do you think that single women do have a harder time navigating the retirement plan or the retirement process than maybe single men do?
1: Overall, I think they do. And I'll start with telling you, I think this is a great topic, uh, not only as a financial advisor that has a lot of female uh, clients, but also as a dad hmm. of four daughters. Um, I think it's, a, it's just a fabulous topic when you, when you dig deep uh, into what some of the numbers look like and... Um, the trends. It's just wonderful to do. You know, back to the original question of uh, do women, single women in retirement, have it more difficult than men? I would say that they do for a couple of reasons. Number one, during their professional lives, uh, women on average spend 12 years less in the workforce. Hmm. And then as they're approaching retirement, you know, women take on a caregiver role again traditionally. If we uh, if we look at, at women as caregivers, the typical caregiver uh, for parents is a uh, female, age 49, that is employed full time. Okay. So you've got primary caregiver for the children, primary caregiver for the parents when they need the assistance. Uh, 12 years uh, on average away from the workforce, and that creates challenges in the, the accumulation phase uh you know, approaching retirement, if you will, when you're trying to to build assets for that, that time in your life when you're in the distribution phase and you're starting to take money out uh, instead of uh, contributing to it.
0: Right. Is a lot of the concern, does it come from oftentimes, uh, I guess there could be a number of different reasons that a woman might have a concern. I guess I'll put it on you. What are some of the reasons or the issues or concerns that they might have uh, that you've heard, that you've seen, that might come across uh, when it comes to retirement?
1: Typically, the primary concern is they don't want to run out of money. Hmm. I just read uh, several studies recently. Um, one study said that, that women not only you know, serve as caregivers, but they also serve as the chief consumer officer within the family. Um, so whether they're, uh, they're widowed, divorced, you know, if there are children, uh, they've spent some time as, as the chief consumer officer within the family. Um, and in this study, I I saw that, that women uh, on average spend about 85% of what consumers are purchasing in the U S economy, 85% of it is attributed, uh, to women. So, uh, They're typically, you know, mentally, they're in the frame of mind. Um, They're seeing all of the outflows that that traditionally go out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're worried about a fixed income and what is it going to mean, uh, knowing what those outflows look like. Uh, On top of it, you know, Social Security. Uh, Spending 12 years less in the workforce, their Social Security benefits are typically uh, a fraction of that, Um, of their male counterparts right? so they've got less uh, you know quote unquote guaranteed income via social security or or a pension plan that might be out there Um, they're more acutely aware of what the expenses are Um, and as a result they have a lot of concerns about running out of money Uh, and let's not forget the fact that they live longer than men that's true so (laughs) You know, two people at age 65, a a woman has a 20-year life expectancy, and a man has a life expectancy of 18 years. Uh, that doesn't seem uh, that significant if we're if we're looking at a married couple. So instead of focusing on a, a single individual, if we look at a married couple, uh, there's a 38% chance that. Um, one of them if they're both age 65 there's a 38 percent chance that one of them is going to reach the age of 95. Hmm. a 49 percent chance that one is going to reach the age of uh, 90 and a seven percent chance that one is going to reach the age of 100. So women live longer they typically have a smaller nest egg if we're talking about a single woman set aside for retirement and a longer time horizon And it causes them to be, you know, very concerned about running out of money.
0: Of course, in a lot of these situations, and you can look at different numbers, it's a situation where the woman was married and then oftentimes maybe through a divorce, um, that's when she's now single. Uh, Are there some steps that women can take either during their marriage or even before they get married and then throughout the entire uh, working process are there steps they can take to ensure they're going to be set up well, that they're going to be you know, feeling comfortable about where they're at when it comes to the retirement side of things?
1: You know, there, there was a saying from my Army days of prior planning prevents poor performance to remember the five Ps in life. I would say that even early on, so if, if you've got a young married couple and the wife is deciding to stay at home to raise children... You know, husband is covered by a 401k at his employer, you need to create a system where there are contributions that are being made into a retirement plan, uh, for the wife. Mm -hmm. So you, you need to start early. Um, and, and this is in, in, you know, hindsight, it's, you know, hindsight is 2020. So it's easy to say, well, you should have done this and you should have done that. Uh, at no point is it too late to try to make the situation better, um, Overall, you know, I don't I don't want it to sound so depressing, like women in, in retirement, it, it's doom and gloom. I think we have to be mindful of the fact that women are better investors than men. Uh, the reason why is they focus more on long-term, non-monetary goals, and it it tends to remove some emotion from the equation. Okay. Um, and I know this is going to sound like a shocker, uh, but women are more likely to stop and ask for directions, <laughs> you know, whether it's um, doing research online or talking to a financial advisor. You know, we've, we've heard the cliche about, you know, being in a car with a man and uh, he's never going to stop and ask for directions uh, when it comes to investing. It, it's often true. Hmm women get an outside opinion to help remove uh, the emotion from the equation and then they tend to be more thorough okay and they take more time before they make a decision those traits tend to help them out long term when you're when you're removing some of the emotion from the equation when it comes to uh, market returns et cetera, um, and they're focused on the long term Their time horizon is really a true reflection of what their time horizon really is. Uh, Not, you know, well, I've got 20 years to retire. The market is down 3% this week. It's time to get out of the market. I think that helps them overall. Right. um, You know, to offset some of the challenges that they face.
0: Another thing that's come up, and I had some notes here as well, uh, that many times when there's a change in the dynamic of the marriage Uh, whether it is during the marriage or if there is a divorce situation, that uh, women will oftentimes feel like, again, they need to make more money or they need to take that next step or maybe even change careers. Is that something you see? Do you have any advice in that area? Is there any research behind some of that stuff? Uh, What can you give us as far as the idea of how a a career change or shift might actually help in some cases?
1: Well, I see it a lot, and and I love it. We'll, We'll back up a little bit, though. Married couples over the age of 50, about a quarter of a million uh, couples each year are now divorcing. Uh, in terms of uh, population segment, it's the, uh, got the highest incidence of divorce. Oh, wow. Um, and two-thirds of those divorces are initiated by women. It may or may not be a sign that, you know, guys just, you know, don't get it. You know, but it, I think there there are other things at play. Yeah. Um, one of the things is that men typically define much of their identity by what they do for a living. And um, when they retire, you know, you can get away for a couple of years of, well, I used to be a financial advisor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, then we start becoming bitter if we haven't replaced <laughs> that activity with something else. mm mm-hmm. Uh, So for a lot of men, their idea of retirement is when they retire, they're just going to start following their wife around. Hmm. And, um, you know, most couples don't, or, you know, specifically most women don't envision retirement as 24-7 with their spouse. Sure. You know, you've had 40 or 50 years to develop hobbies and a network and friends. You can do your thing. I can do my thing. We can do a lot of things together, but it's not. We're constantly in each other's presence. And uh, it, it's a, it's a testament to the fact that so many women throughout their lifetime are focused on fulfillment and not necessarily monetary or professional goals. they they feed their soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it is time for them to, to step aside from what they've been doing and retire, they still have that that fulfilling network around them, and a lot of men, if they haven't focused on that, don't have it. So that kind of sets the stage for what you're going to do once you've you know officially stopped working and what you've been doing. Right. Um, so for a lot of people, um, and I, I would say. The numbers I see, um, about a third of retirees are still working. What, what changes is, you know, that saying of what do you want to be when you grow up, Right. we're, we're seeing more and more encore careers like, um, you know, somebody worked in it for 30 years and the position was eliminated. And they'd always wanted to be a nurse, and now they're going back to nursing school. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are some that require a a, a new degree. Uh, There are others that really don't require a new degree. So um, I've seen situations where one woman was a grandmother, and uh, she was very intent on baby-proofing her house. Uh, for when the new grandchildren were there, uh, she was making sure that they were in a safe environment. And she started a business, baby-proofing other people's houses for people that were new to the situation of, of being parents or grandparents and here are the things to look for. Right. Uh, she, she's not making as much money as she did in her, in her professional life, but she's certainly supplementing her income right now. Uh, To to an extent that she's less worried about money
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and uh, there's more fulfillment day in and day out, you know, that saying, you know, you want to look forward to getting up in the morning and have that that sense of purpose. Right. You know, she's got that. And, you know, the other kind of startling trend, uh, which I, I think is great, is. Small businesses owned by women are increasing at a rate of 67%.
0: Nice. That's
1: double small businesses owned by men. Uh, And the statistics indicate that um, by 2018, one in three new jobs in the U.S. will be generated by a female-owned business, which is really cool. Uh, when we're talking about being more creative and adapting to, uh, you know, modern technology and other advancements and the, the way it used to be doesn't necessarily mean it's the way it's going to have to be. I think a lot of women are being more creative about financing their retirement and getting that fulfillment. Uh, and then it, it not only is wonderful for them, but there are economic consequences down the line uh, with job creation that's wonderful for the U.S. economy as a whole.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's something that's very interesting. It'll be intriguing to watch as we go forward and, you know, just you giving us some of the insight into how it all kind of comes together as far as careers, men and women, and then the retirement side as well. Uh, we are getting up against the clock. Chuck, I just want to give you the last, say, 30 seconds if you could give us a quick sort of takeaway from this conversation, especially for the women who are listening out there and uh, just in being prepared and, and what they can do, kind of a, a quick Cliff's Notes, if you will, of how they can be ready for retirement.
1: In terms of strategies, number one I would say is uh, meet with someone to identify your, your, your goals and prioritize them. Uh, number two would be to protect your budget. Uh, if 85% of consumer spending is attributed to women, um, protect the budget. And, and I'll just give you one example of the long-term consequences of that. So if, uh, if somebody drinks a, a uh, gourmet coffee every morning, if instead of doing that, they brewed their own coffee from home three times a week, mm-hmm. over a 15-year period, they would save $27,000. Whoa. All right, just a cup of coffee. Crazy. So protect your budget. There are little things that add up. Uh, if you start packing your lunch instead of going out to lunch every week, um, you're looking at $75,000 in savings over a 15-year period. Wow. Um, and then the other thing would be once you've identified uh, your goals and you've prioritized them, uh, you need to back into the asset allocation And let the fundamentals of investing take over. Don't let the the fear control so that you become far more conservative than you should be, and you increase the likelihood of running out of money in retirement. I think those are the real takeaways.
0: Yeah, Chuck, I think those are great takeaways and some... uh Again, some insight into the idea of how that those small things can really add up in the long run. I think that's a good message for everybody, um, but obviously even our topic today of focusing on single women in retirement. Chuck, thank you once again for coming on and sharing your expertise. We always do appreciate it.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. That is all the time
0: we have for this edition of Management Decisions. A thank you once again to Chuck Conrad, Senior Financial Planner for Zarka Financial. If you want to give us any feedback or have suggestions for future shows, send us an email to Radio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also tweet us at the LJN. And you can always find all of our shows on iTunes. Just search LJN Radio. Thank you once again for joining us. I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.